Hey, babe, you're going to be a dad. And you're going to be a mom. <laughs> what? Hi, guys. I'm Angela Lanter. <laughs> and I'm Matt Lanter. So my husband, Matt, you might recognize him from your TV screen. He's an actor. Yeah, and my smoking hot wife sitting next to me, you might recognize her off your computer screen. She's a blogger. Come along and experience this journey with us as we prepare to have our first kid. Yeah, to the dudes out there, this is scary stuff. Unprecedented territory. I need your support. And the moms. I mean, there's so much going on with our bodies and we're experiencing so many crazy things. So I'm going to tell you like it is. That's true. Well, we originally didn't even intend to release this podcast. We just wanted to look back at it and have it as sort of like an audio yearbook. But the more we thought about it, we thought, why not share this with the world? Hopefully y'all can learn with us. Laugh with us. Or maybe reminisce about your own pregnancy. Either way, sit back, relax, and join us on Hello Bump. Hello Bump, welcome back. Welcome back. Do you even know what show that's for? Welcome back, Cotter. Did you ever watch that show? Not really. I did, I loved it. It used to be on TV Land. That's right. I used to watch TV Land. I love TV Land. Now they don't do the old shows anymore. Why is that? They don't. I used to like to go to bed watching F Troop. Remember F Troop? Did never watched that. Wow. Uh Uh-uh. Welcome to Hello Bump. It is covering week 36 of the pregnancy, episode number 30. My wife, Angela Lanter, is in front of me. The end is in sight. Yeah, the end is near. Light is at the end of the tunnel. I'm her husband, Matt Lanter. We've got our dog, Soka, here next to us. She will not be getting on the mic tonight. Nope. uh, Unless something really crazy happens. Uh, She typically just likes to uh, sit aside, chew her paw, and uh, Uh toot occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And beg for treats. Yeah, don't say that word. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's get going. All right. All right, so... We've got a pretty busy week here, and before we get all into it, like every other week, I tell you a little bit of uh, stats mm-hmm. on on our nug mm-hmm. that's cooking in, in the oven right now. Yep. So week 36, our nug is uh, as big as a papaya. That's I don't even know how big a pap- papaya is. Like if a pineapple last week seemed bigger than a papaya this week. Yeah, you're right. Doesn't even I'm make sense you, to honestly, me. Honestly, th- these little shapes frustrate me. I was thinking more of like a large melon. Like a cantaloupe? Well, not that round, but maybe weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, here, here's some stuff going on at 36 weeks. Baby's getting closer to being able to breathe on his or her own. Their skin is getting smooth and soft and gums are rigid. Liver and kidneys are in working order. Circulation and immune system are basically good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, 4.2 to 5.8 pound range. Um, yeah, I said probably be able to breathe on her own if she was to be uh, born right now. Let's see, what's going on with your body at 36 weeks according to this app? And then we'll see if that's all true. Okay. Better ability to breathe. Nope. Uh, pelvic discomfort. Check. Uh, because my thighs. What do you mean? Oh, that's yeah, a, that's your so. whole pelvic area. Well, yeah, okay. Because that all attaches to my pelvis, well, right? I think they're talking about 
the baby sitting. The head being head down, yeah, like engaged. Like, like sitting, yeah, that's not accurate for me. Sitting down. Uh, difficulty sleeping. I've been sleeping pretty good. And uh, more heartburn and ankle and foot swelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. happening. All right, well, let's get all into it. Here's what is going to be a little bit different about this week. Usually, I somewhat try to uh, just kind of lump everything together in the way that you know, we talk about symptoms that she's going through or experiencing, and then we'll talk about, you know, another subject and whatever. But we, she's got a lot of notes because we had a pretty eventful week here. Yeah. And Angela writes the notes and I kind of go through them and everything. But we've got a lot. So I think what I'm going to do is more or less go through our week kind of day to day, I guess, just yeah. because that seems more... I don't know, just to kind of keep you guys up to what this week has been like. Well, it makes more sense because it it needs to go in sequential order to tell the story. a little bit. And I think that you'll understand why once we start getting into it. Right. So. uh, Kick it off with what we forgot to talk about last week. Okay. We forgot to mention last week that the doctor called. Uh, Angela had a blood test. And I don't even remember you getting this blood test. No, it was urine. Oh, it was a urine test. Yeah, just urine. Every time I go in, they make me pee in a cup. Oh, white blood cells. And she called me on Wednesday night, I think it was, after I'd seen her on Wednesday. Gotcha. Last week, or Thursday, Tuesday. I saw her Tuesday and called me Wednesday night. Okay, so the doctor called and there was no... No, she called me to tell me that she found some leukocytes, which is white blood cells in my urine. And she was concerned that I had a UTI. And I'm like... Listen, I've had about a million UTIs in my life. Yeah. I have no symptoms. And she was, she just said that essentially a pregnancy UTI is completely different than a normal UTI because you don't feel symptoms sometimes, hmm. which floored me. Mm-hmm. But she said, I, I'm not confident that you have one. I think it just might be discharge that's in your urine that's throwing this, the, some, throwing the test off. So I'm going to send it out to the lab, get results, and then I'll call you back. Now, when you talk about protein in the urine... Not talk- protein, white blood cells. Protein in the urine would be preeclampsia. Oh. White blood cells in the in the urine is... I think I've heard or read all these terms. Okay, white blood cells, but there were no... She called back, I think, on Friday. Friday, she called back, yeah, and said, no leukocytes in the urine. You're, was, cl- you're clear. That it was just caused by discharge. Yeah, I just have... Discharge in my urine, which I, I mean, the discharge I, at this point in pregnancy is. Yeah, I sort of feel like we've not really mentioned that the last several weeks, um, just bad. because it's been a really consistent thing, and that's maybe another thing that a lot of people don't really say. But Angela's had quite a lot of discharge. Yeah, to the point of changing my underwear a couple times a day. Sometimes, like yeah. it's just, I don't, I don't personally like to wear a pad. When it's just discharged, because I just feel like it, it holds that so close to your body, and I don't feel yeah, like it's like a clean. wet bathing suit. I don't like that. I'd rather just change my underwear. So that's what I've been doing. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into this week's recap. Let me just start with, and by the way, we go Thursday to Thursday. That's kind of how we do our weeks, right? Because mm-hmm. Thursday is actually technically when our new week of pregnancy begins. So because we're due on a Thursday. Because we're due on a Thursday. So that's how we do the podcast. Uh, so let's jump into that first Friday. Mm-hmm. You had a deep tissue massage, which you've been getting, and they've been helping you. In the moment, it's amazing. Same day I'm I'm 
feeling just so good. Next day I'm pretty sore, but it's like that good sore that I feel like I got it kind of worked out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you. And then day two, I feel pretty good. And then after that, it kind of fades back. So you've been getting this uh, deep tissue massage specifically mm-hmm. um, on your back a little bit, but on your legs and your kind of like pelvic, not pelvic, more like groin pain in a way, like a sore muscle groin. Yeah, the, the masseuse doesn't really get in there um, in my groin very much. He works more so along my hips and my butt. And that's well, actually... your hips don't lie. <laughs> Have I used that joke before? Probably. And then you actually got a massage by him too. Yes, his name is Enoch. He was wonderful, wasn't Dude he? Dude is good. Amazing. Yep. Um, so you've been doing that. You got some acupuncture. You I did... went straight from massage into acupuncture because it's in the same office. Where they also do the moxa. They do it in office with Again. the acupuncture at the same time because so. it's supposed to really help it open up your channels is what they say. I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> like direct TV? I guess so. <laughs> okay. We don't have that package, so. Yeah. Um, the masseuse said that my back and my jaw were just insanely tight. Like he was yeah. working. Okay. So like if you take your finger, what's, is this right here where your jaw connects where I'm pointing? Mm, yeah. It's like under your jaw. So like that muscle underneath of your, where your jaw mm, connects. Yeah. He was working on that and it was horribly painful. And yeah. That's a very sensitive area. Yeah. He said I was grinding my teeth or clenching. Oh yeah. And you were too. You had the, he said the same thing about you, didn't he? Uh, he did. He did. Cause I saw him and he massaged out my back and you know i know we've talked about my shoulder surgery a few years ago and how that plays into stuff but he was like dude you're you're i think you're clenching your teeth and your and your your uh neck muscles are tightening and like down into your upper back and stuff so anyway i do have a night guard that i got from the dentist a while back and i kind of just stopped wearing it but i'm wearing it again now i actually have have a mass in my shoulder like a large knot and he and I, neither one can figure out what's going on because my left side is incredibly healthier than my right side. But I sleep on my left side, so what in the world is going on? You would think know. you'd be the side I sleep on, wouldn't you? That would be your bad one? Yeah, I would think so because you're putting all your weight and your pressure over there. Who knows? But he, he could actually physically move it around in my, in my shoulder neck area. He feels like it could be because my breasts are starting to fill you know, with milk or colostrum at this point. 2%. And, <laughs> and they're pulling me forward and it, my shoulder and neck are working to correct that. I don't know. I don't know how it all connects. The human body is just so fascinating. That was a good Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. No, Zach Galifianakis. You sounded little... just like him from the campaign. Well, he's a little more like this. He's a little more high <laughs> and a little Southern in there. Oh, that was a... That he was funny, so funny in that movie. All right, let's say our prayers. <laughs> okay, um, so that was Friday, yeah. That was Friday. Uh, yeah, you know, but every time you get a massage anywhere, they say you're incredibly tight. I just think you're a tensed up muscle person. Usually it's across my whole back, but I mean, specifically, he said it was my right side. We need a massage chair, like a, like a, do they really work? I don't know. You can, you know what, guys, if you're listening to this and you've invested in one of those, like, Hardcore massage chairs. Somebody we know. When you- I Anna Lynn. Anna Lynn McCord from 90210 told me that she had a massage chair. Oh, okay. Did she like it? I think. Like she talked about it a few times. Y'all tweet us or something if you've invested in one and you feel like it's worth the money. Because I just don't feel like how... I would rather put my money into actual human working on me. Mm-hmm. Massage. Mm-hmm. So We could pay a permanent human. 
You think so? To live here. To move in? Yeah. Back in call? Yeah. All right. Uh, here's where things sort of start to get crazy for a week. Saturday morning, you start leaking some fluid. You sprung a leak. <laughs> I thought, yes. Like I hit the floor and from bed that morning and my underwear were wet. I mean, she means figuratively hit the floor. She didn't like roll out of bed and hit the floor and cause it. I do roll out of bed every morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you do at this point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she woke up and had like a little bit of leaking. And, you know, we already talked about the discharge thing, but it was a little different for you because it was much more... It was like, clear? Like, yeah. like It looked like fluid. fluid. It didn't seem like discharge. Right. And it wasn't a lot. No, but it was enough that I could noticeably tell and mm -hmm. I could show you and you could see it. So by my third pair of underwear, like I was you like, were, like it was, it was kind of like dripping a little bit. Like yeah. Some drips. Yeah. So by my third pair of underwear, I started to get concerned and I got online and people yeah. said to, you, to do the pad test where you put a maxi pad on, right? leave it on for one hour. And then if it's, if it's really wet, then you know, it's amniotic, amniotic fluid. Mm -hmm. Did the pad test and it stopped. Nothing. Yeah. It stopped. And, you know, obviously when you're, I mean, I don't think I even need to state the obvious here, but if it's amniotic fluid, that means you're leaking amniotic fluid or your, or your water has actually, you know, um, broken, broken. And because it's not always like the movies from what I read and what I hear that but we it, didn't know this until that Saturday, we started researching it. Right. Because it's not always like this big gush of water and this, I mean, a lot of times it is. I but thought that it was always. I did too, because that's what they always make you believe in the movies. But uh -huh. I, I suppose it, it actually can be a small leak mm -hmm. of fluid and just a small, like steady amount or right. intermittently even. So it just everybody's different. So we you, we never really know. So we almost called the doctor. Because apparently there's front waters and hind waters. The different pockets. Yeah. In, yeah. 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 Uh, so we almost called the doctor, but we kind of didn't, we didn't because we wanted to, of course, do this pad test and you, you know, passed. Um, I wasn't having Braxton Hicks consistently or any, or contractions or whatever. So that was literally my only thing. And that was Saturday. And funny enough, this was the day that we were supposed to be, or you were supposed to be, um, more or less hosting our friend Melissa's baby shower. Yeah. And, um, and it turns out that it, you kind of weren't feeling real well that day and your day started with, you know, leaking fluids and stuff. So oh, it's kind of a good thing, I guess, that that didn't happen because that um, might not have been great for you. But um, that I, didn't I wonder, happen, of course, because Melissa had her baby, like we said last yeah, week. Yeah, so. yeah, little Sophie. Yeah. Um, I, I actually have thought about that and wondered, had we went ahead with hosting the shower, if being on my feet so much and everything would have thrown me in, into... Well, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like Braxton that, Hicks or even labor or I, I, That's kind of what I was getting at is that possibly it just wasn't a good day for your body. And um, our dog is just staring at the wall right now. What is she doing right now? <laughs> oh, we just caught her and now she looks embarrassed. <laughs> so uh, it, that's what I'm saying. That I think that, you know, that morning you really need to take it easy. And had you not, you know, who knows? But... Uh, so anyway, it just, and it continued from there. Like the next several mornings, I continued to leak fluid every morning, but, but very, then it would stop. Yeah. For a very short time. It was really weird. So we, we never, we didn't really call the doctor because it, it didn't continue. Also, so, we had a doctor's appointment scheduled. We did for what day was that? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Uh, also, I know Angela's got this written here. I bought a new mattress. I think I was talking about it earlier. I, I, I sat on my, my buddy's bed, Jay and Lowe, their house, and their bed was great. So I, <laughs> I, I really don't, I'm not like one a, of your most impulsive purchases very ever. Much, very like much. Like you are not an impulsive no, buyer. No, I'm a researcher. And this was one of those big, stupid Tempur-Pedic mattresses that, you know, cost a pretty penny. So got a new mattress. Um, Sunday was our first childbirth class. Yep. So we did this a little bit different than a lot of couples. A lot of couples go through the hospital. Yes. We tried to do that. My schedule wouldn't allow. It was a little crazy. That wasn't even it. They were completely booked up. Well, they were booked up, but it was also my schedule. I think the reason we didn't book way earlier in advance was because of my crazy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we kept putting it off. Right. We kept putting it off and we sort of missed the opportunity. And so. But who would think that they would book up like months in advance like that? It's crazy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I had no idea. So we it's found. A very competitive market out here, apparently. Yeah. Which here's what we did in place of going to the hospital. We got a private childbirth class and it turned out to be so great. Uh, her name was Sharon. What's her last name? Give her Bottomly. a shout out. Bottomly. Bottomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is a, she's an RN or used to be or something. I'm no, not... she's an RN. Oh. Um, she is a lactation consultant yeah. RN. So this is like her world. Yeah. So she's in LA and we, she hosted the class at her house and it was kind of cool cause it was just me and Angela. Mm-hmm. Which... You can find her on Yelp, by the way, if you guys are in LA and you're interested. Yeah. So, uh, we go over to her house and, and we do this. It's like three or four hours, and we were slated to come back uh, two other times, which will be in next week's yeah. episode, because mm-hmm. uh, today was the first day, and then, you know, whatever, next next uh, weekend is the next. So uh, we did the whole class, and a lot of the class was mostly on, like... It was focused heavily on labor. On labor, yeah. yeah. Which, going into it, she knew we were breach. But she wanted to cover all of the bases. Well, I think we need to because we don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. We've still got several weeks left. She exactly. could turn. Yeah. So I appreciated that in knowing the labor side of things. I mean, obviously, I've seen labor before and my, my different family members and whatnot. But to really learn. But then we also watched yeah. a couple of births. <laughs> we did. We did. But it, and it's good to have that one-on-one because, you know, we see some videos. We talk about it. She teaches. It was actually much more cost effective to do that, do it this way, which is really interesting. Surprisingly, it was, and it was much more comfortable. Oh, I mean, it was so comfortable. She was, she's great. She had snacks and <laughs> out for us. Because and, the curriculum goes the direction that our conversation goes, which is so nice. It is nice because you can we we ask her a question and then we'll, we you know we kind of cover that answer and yeah, it's just really great. And she was just a, a really really great host and everything. So uh, the first class went really really well. With her, but yeah, it, it was it was heavily on labor, and I guess as we were leaving, uh, you had quite a bit of anxiety. I did because I kind of had started to change my mental focus on a cesarean because it took me a long time to wrap my head around the fact that vaginal was not the path that we were going, and I mean this makes me sound like so stuck in my ways, but it did. It took me a long, you know, a couple of weeks to just be able to accept the fact that that's probably not our path. And then, so in my mind, I feel like 
I've accepted that a C-section is our route. And then we watch all of this labor and vaginal stuff, which I haven't even like had in mind anymore because now I'm more focused on the whole surgery aspect of it. And it just gave me so much anxiety to watch the pain because it was like the videos that we were watching were, was it four different couples? And they all took different routes to a vaginal delivery, like medicated, completely unmedicated, partially medicated and a full epidural, I think is the four. Oh, I think that that's what it was. So seeing those four different women going through the four different, their four different journeys for a vaginal birth, leaving, I just had so much anxiety because I'm like, what if she does turn and that's the path that we're supposed to go? Then what does that look like for us? Do we want an epidural? Do we not want an epidural? Do we, you know, do we want to try nitrous? Because that's a new thing here in LA now, nitrous oxide. Like there was just so many questions that were so unanswered that I hadn't even put any thought into and just, I felt anxious leaving. Yeah. I felt very anxious. It was just a lot of information thrown at us. Yeah. And, um, you know, for Angela, it was a lot of like possibly like new roads to take. She kind of had her mind thinking like, okay, it could be cesarean, but then we go and we see all this stuff and well, maybe it's not. And Did you not have anxiety at all watching like uh, the birth process? I mean, with the vaginal delivery. I think every time I watch a birth, it gives me anxiety because <laughs> it seems so seems so awful. I mean, I mean, I, I'm sort of like joking about that, I guess. But some of them, the pain is what you're talking. In the about. pain, some of them do these vaginal births. You watch them, and they seem like the women are in labor so long, and they're you just know, exhausted. Oh my gosh! And it just it feels like they're just at like their wits end and going to pass out. I don't know. So that part is. A lot of anxiety. I mean, for me, a cesarean, you know, feels like I know you're going to deal with some surgery pain and stuff afterwards of healing, um, which you might not in a vaginal birth. But gosh, you don't have to do all of that labor leading up. I mean, unless, of course, you have some sort of a, uh, unique case where you do go into labor and then or an emergency C-section. I mean, there's so many different things that could happen. But yeah. I'm just talking about how it's scheduled right now for us is that we're just scheduled possibly for a C-section. And that seems so much easier like leading up. Right. So I don't know. Oh, one thing I did <laughs> want to say here at that first birthing class was, <laughs> this is how nice Sharon was. The night before my buddy Jason Kennedy had a birthday party and it was at a roller skating rink <laughs> and Angela didn't go, of course, because she's super preg. But um, I also was not feeling well. You weren't. But I went and had to learn how to skate. Like, I'm a really good rollerblader. <laughs> I grew up rollerblading, playing roller hockey. Of course, you know, I, you know, I can ice skate. I did the cutting edge and trained for that and everything. I, skates are hard. Regular skates are hard. But, like, no one does rollerblades anymore, I guess, because they're not cool anymore. It's all about the retro. So, anyway, I went to the roller skating rink the night before. And freaking had to learn how to skate and tore up my legs and my and my thighs and my butt and my groin. I was so sore at this childbirth class. Like I I could barely walk. We're at childbirth class. I'm complaining about my lower back. And the childbirth coach goes and gives me a heated massager for my back while we're at a childbirth class for my wife. Who is very pregnant. Yeah, like 36 weeks pregnant. Having horrible inner thigh pain. And I'm like, leaking fluids. But my husband's the one with the back massage. I roller skated last night and my Mm -hmm. back hurts. Right, right. 
Anyway, so that was this, that. Do was you nice. guys see what I'm, what I'm working with here? But let me just tell you that was that was some serious pain. So. Oh my gosh. Moving on. But a couple of things that Sharon brought up to us, our childbirth coach, that we need we needed to a be aware of and b do some research is delayed cord clamping. Yeah. That's something that was on our list. Yeah. Cord blood donation or uh-huh. what's it called when you save it? Banking. Oh uh, yeah. And then vaccinations, vitamin K, Hep B, the antibiotic eye ointment. Those are all things that happen after, immediately after birth. Yeah, the cord cutting, cord cord clamping. I won't really go detailed like everything we're deciding because maybe we can touch back on that at a later time, I suppose. But um, cord clamping now, instead of cutting the, the umbilical cord right away, now doctors think that they need to wait like 30, 30 seconds to possibly up to five minutes for like vaginal birth stuff, uh, cesarean is a little different. Somebody told us up to 30 minutes. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, and then, of course, you also uh, can see like those weird pictures on the internet where the baby's just chilling with like the placenta and the umbilical cord oh, attached. That's called, I think that's called a cocoon birth. And they're like spelling out like freaking names in mm-hmm. the umbilical cord. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. I'm just going to be honest. So delayed cord clamping is where you uh, you just don't cut the cord right away because like all of the good blood and nutrients from the placenta goes into the baby and uh, immunity and whatnot. Vitamin K is for a blood clotting thing. Hep B is uh, hepatitis B, which is a super weird shot that they try to give your baby. It's a rare disease. Yeah, and uh, antibiotics uh, in their in their eyes. But I feel like we can we can maybe go touch back on that. On a different episode because we've got a lot more to talk about here. Yeah. And those are like details of what we're going to do at a birth. Um, so anyway, so we made an appointment also next week for the pediatrician. We, we were found one that we were highly recommended. So we're going to see how that goes. That feels like a big check off of our list once we get that done. Yeah. I've asked a few people around that I'm close to about... Uh, their pediatricians and who they use for their kids. And, you know, you always want to go on a recommendation. So we got a couple of really good choices and we're going to visit those next week. So we're excited to do that, which by the way, didn't realize that the pediatrician comes to the hospital when the baby's born. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something we got to do ASAP because this woman over next to me could go into labor at any point. (laughs) Um, uh, So Monday, we're on Monday now. You got Mm -hmm. your hair colored before the baby arrives. Yeah, I wanted to just get stuff done. Dolled up. Well, because who, who knows how long it'll be before I'm like able to go sit in a chair for several hours without with a baby that probably shouldn't be smelling, you know, hair dye and stuff right. like that. And that was your last day of work before Christmas break was Monday as well. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get that wanting to tidy up a little bit and you I'd know, love ma- to get a facial. Make yourself feel like I don't know, just gussied up a little before you kind of. Just because I, I feel like if I can feel good about myself in the, you know, because there's going to be tons of photos. Sure. Just, I don't know. It's just something in my head. I just wanted to just get it done. I think that's fine. I mean, I, I'm going to get my nails on the day before. Yeah. Also. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're done with work for the holidays, which is awesome. It is fantastic. I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, we got a essential oil kit mm-hmm. delivered. To mm-hmm. the house. Yeah. So we're like diffusing oils now. We've never done that. Well, we've always been into essential well, not always, but for a while we've been into essential oils, but we haven't diffused them. I haven't really. I mean, oh. except my my do, my doTERRA deep blue rub that I put on like sore you, muscles. We just had this argument the other day. Let me go through the list of essential oils that oh, you use. Lord, here we you go. You use olbus oils I've for your headache. Off. 
Listen, use Olbus oils for your headaches. Check. Lavender oil to go to sleep with. Lavender oil to go to sleep with. Eucalyptus oil. Peppermint oil. What do I do with eucalyptus oil? It's in your nightstand right now. I don't do anything with that. I'm telling you, you have it in your nightstand. You, you've you used it for various things. Okay, well, you don't have to yell at me. I'm not yelling, but you you are totally acting as though you don't use oils, but you really enjoy them. It's <laughs> just a weird way to put it. Well, you do. But oils, we found out. Also, I, we totally skipped over this. Sunday, after our childbirth class, we went to the hospital tour. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> We that's did. what that's where the essential oils fit in because aromatherapy yes. is a big part of right and i was i was going to get to that and the reason we're bringing that up is because so we did went on a hospital tour of uh what we think will be our place of of delivery or birth or whatever um and honestly we were i don't know underwhelmed like a little underwhelmed with it. yeah uh, i mean it wasn't at all what i expected for all the hype no that you, hear. you get a, a lot of hype and i know like a lot of celebrities and stuff have have and not that like that's the bar or the precedence but just well it kind a, of is i just a lot of people go there right yeah. in la a lot of people go there so i don't know we just walked in like no one was even at the lobby when we walked in. I felt like the ceilings were very low. Look, I'm not looking for this big, beautiful hospital, but I do have to say, when you walk in... I kind of am, though. I kind of want an experience. Really? I mean, we're yeah. bringing our child in the world. Well, it's not like we're going to be in the lobby of the hospital bringing our kids. No, but world. we saw the rooms, too. So, well, I was, I was getting to that. But anyway, it just felt really odd. Like there was no one at the lobby. We didn't know where to go. No one told us what to do. And I got to tell you, that's not a good feeling when you know you're going to be coming into that hospital with like some excitement slash anxiety slash probably, you know, a little bit nervous and mm -hmm. like no one's even, no one's around. Mm -hmm. we, we were there. I'm not kidding. We were there for like 15 minutes before we saw any kind of like a nurse or or station person or anything. And we were in the labor and delivery waiting room right. with people who were actually waiting for babies to be delivered. Right. And there was a bunch of other people on this hospital tour. And anyway, eventually a nurse came out and uh, talked to everyone and um, we just kind of stood in the lobby and then she kind of took us around mm -hmm. and, um, and it was just, I don't know, the ceilings we felt We both low. just it left just feeling. Felt like New York city to me. And mm -hmm. I'm not dogging New York city cause you know, I love New York for reasons, but it's very tight and cramped and, you know, chaotic and whatever. And that's sort of the vibe that I got with this hospital. And uh, the rooms were very, very small, like recovery rooms. And uh, no, uh, there wasn't a window in the labor and delivery room. And I don't know. I just feel like, you know, we're not like feng shui people or anything, but the vibe was just not very... Well, here's the thing. Light, if I say. deliver vaginally, I'm going to be there for what? 24 to 48 hours after? If I have a C-section, I'm there up to five days. If, that's a long time to be somewhere yeah, that you feel box. uncomfortable. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's all about you being comfortable and relaxed and, um, you know, because those first... You want to have a good experience. Yeah, those first few days are like super important for bonding and yeah, um, you want to, for breastfeeding, which you want to do, you know, you want to be in a good like state of mind and so... This stuff sort of does matter. And of course, the, of course, I mean, I'm not even saying it because it's a, a given that the care has to be good too with the nurse, nurses and mm -hmm. our, our doctor will deliver 
uh, at different hospitals. So she we'll has have, two, yeah. We'll have her no matter what. Right. Anyway, so we just left there going like, okay, I mean, I guess that's it, but it's not living up to all the hype. So right, know, all right. Um, Tuesday, Doctor Berlin, Berlin, the chiropractor. He's like the breech baby specialist of LA. Yeah. He opened up, a cancellation opened up. Yeah. And we got to go in, mm-hmm. like first thing in the morning, super early, gave you a massage and, and an adjustment um, pertaining to baby and trying to flip baby, not him physically, but just prepping Angela's body so that baby trying can Trying to flip. open up my body, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said that her fluids and everything felt well, great. he sat down and did a whole like abdominal exam exam on me right so he but just by just by like feeling the outside of your tummy and all that yeah 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 no it was not it wasn't invasive or painful right. or anything like that but right. he felt my my belly and it was really interesting because throughout my whole pregnancy he was really the first doctor hands-on to kind of do that my ob has done that one time before but not to the extent that he did and like i said it wasn't painful he just felt all the different because isn't it four four places where there's fluid uh, yeah, I mean, sort of. Yeah. So he was feeling like where the different fluid was. Different pockets. Of pockets. Fluid, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Said so the fluids were great. He s- told me exactly where her head was, exactly where her butt was, where her arms, hands. Every- like, it was really fascinating that he could do all of that. Yeah. And he, w- he was right on, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He he said the fluids were great. The baby turned in the heads and your left rib. She's got room to turn. Which that means she's turned again. Because right, right. last ultrasound, I think I said she was left rib. But what I meant by that was that she was center between the left and right ribs, now she has positioned herself completely to the left, which makes me wonder if that's why I have the left leg pain, If because all of her weight is on my left-hand side. That's quite possible. I don't know. Yeah. So he just basically said she has plenty of room to move. Yeah. She has plenty of room to turn. She has great fluid levels. He did say that my back and my neck and my pelvis, like my inner thighs were super tight. And he said that my inner left thigh was really swollen. And yeah. he did trigger point, which was... Painful. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, I feel like I could feel you across the room watching my face. I could see your face. You were so tensed up. It was so painful. I mean, honestly, it was so painful. I could feel it coming off of you. Like, you were about ready to jump up and say, okay, that's enough. Like... <laughs> Because I was in some, I was hurting. I was hurting bad. You just looked like you were under so much. It was awful. What do you call it? Duress or stress? Stress. Yeah, stress. He found my trigger point, which if you're in your inner thigh, you know that hollow that you have on your inner thigh? (laughs) Funny thing. Angela, like when she is in pain, she doesn't breathe. I don't. Which a lot of people like probably do. And I've seen this before when she had the cyst thing. And I was like, babe, you got to breathe, breathe, breathe through it. And he goes, this guy's going to be a good doula. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Um, but he found a point on my inner left thigh. And once he hit it, I knew that that was the point that he was looking for. And he, he got his fingers into it. And he goes, okay, so I want you to squeeze as hard as you can with your muscles around my hand. And I want you to take a deep breath in and out. That is where the pain came Ugh. It was awful. Ugh. It was so bad. So I'm squeezing my muscles to like tighten them around his fingers. But I already feel like I have no control of that muscle because it hurts so bad as it is, you know? Right. But he did tell me I had a mild scoliosis also, which 
I've heard that before this in the pregnancy. But the weirdest part, do you remember when I went in, he worked on me massage first, he had me lay on my stomach. And I haven't done that in months. Yeah, he had like a pillow with a big, huge hole in it. That For my laid, stomach. Yeah. It felt so odd. Yeah, I, I bet. And then it almost, it, it, it like it, it made me nervous that I was hurting the baby. Even though there was a hole cut out for my stomach, it still made me nervous. Yeah. So. Do you remember, did you guys have scoliosis screenings in school? Yeah. Did everyone do that? Is that that's a normal yeah, thing? Yeah, you had to wear your bathing suit under your outfit. Yeah, it was like something mm-hmm. weird like that. Yeah. And then they check your back. Yeah. Like in middle school, I remember it was in the boys' locker room and like, you know. I was just always in the nurse's office. Really? Yeah. Which well, the nurse's office kids. always smelled like Campbell's soup for some reason. She's like just constantly eating Campbell's soup. Yeah, it was weird. It was the mix of like Campbell's soup and throw up. <laughs> it was really weird. I, I can't speak for the throw up, but it's gross. It was really gross. I feel like maybe all teachers are just constantly eating Campbell's soup because a lot of classrooms and offices smell Why is like that? Campbell's soup. Why? I, people, people, is it the cleaner? No, I think it's Campbell's soup. I think people eat a lot of soup. I guess so. Um, Let's go back to Dr. Berlin really quick. He felt like the, the baby might have a short cord. And that's the first he, we heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had said, hey, that, that's a possibility as well, why she's not turning. Because he, the fluids look great. She should be able to turn. She's got room. Maybe there's a reason she's not turning, and possibly, and it's a short cord. He basically so. said that. He's like, if she doesn't turn on her own, I feel like it's because she has a short cord. Um, yeah. And then he suggested a term to us that we had never heard before. Yeah, he suggested something called a gentle cesarean, mm-hmm. um, which we looked it up and he's got a podcast. Uh, and really, I think the things that differ from a gentle cesarean to a regular cesarean are, A, there is like a clear drape um, where the mom can see. Or they drop or it. Or they drop it. What's going on, especially when the baby's coming up and out. Mm-hmm. Um Everyone is, for the most part, pretty quiet, pretty silent. You guys got to remember that in a in a C section, you know, you got like whatever six doctors or nurses, or and this is so routine for them. They're talking about their tea times for the weekend and like what they're gonna do and what they get their, you know, little niece for their birthday and stuff. So it's so routine for them. So um, they, for the most part, are silent and they only talk about what they need to talk about. And um, it's just a very quiet uh, retaining the spirituality and uh you know that side of the the birth uh, the cesarean that you get a lot of times with a vaginal birth but you don't get with the cesarean and it's just maintaining that for um the the parents sake the parents really, and sake. the baby and the baby uh and of course the skin to skin and all that which you know hopefully is uh, happening anyway but so that was kind of new to us and we yeah Went and did a little research on that, and you know if we can have a lot of those elements um, uh, mixed in. Oh, uh, real quick, we we kind of didn't talk about this, but you can, uh, like at the hospital, they told us about the the essential oils. You can burn essential oils and diffuse them. I mean, not burn them, diffuse them, and like you know lavender. If you're giving birth, you can have your room smell like lavender. They, they offer it in the OR too. Oh, do they in yeah. the OR? Okay, at that. At that particular hospital, you can they do. also make a playlist mm-hmm. of your favorite songs and bring in a speaker, and you can play, you know, freaking. Wait, Ed do we Sheeran. need to bring in our speaker, or do they connect it? They probably connect it, but um, Ed Sheeran or like out. the Beach Boys or whatever, or you know, whatever you want to do. So we got to work on that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay, so 
that, after that. Well, that particular morning, I woke up pretty nauseous for some reason. Do you remember? I was driving over the hill and just feeling like gross mm. and on that and off all day. It ended up not being much. Though. No, I. but it was the first time that I'd had that in a long time. Yeah. So here's where it gets really interesting. After the Dr. Berlin, we went straight to the OB. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a scheduled appointment. Yep. I uh, had the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And the ultrasound tech told us that Angela's fluids were like drastically low. Like almost dangerously. Dangerously low. Like, so they want to see what did at a 10. And I'm normally between like, like last, the week before. So last week I was at a 15. And then she measured us at seven. And she measured, she measured us twice. And five is from what I've researched. Too low. What they sometimes do an emergency C-section over or induce you is when you hit a five. So, which was also really weird because Dr. Berlin, who is obviously well-respected, literally. One hour earlier. Yeah, not even. Just said Angela's fluids felt great. It just didn't make so, any sense. We're in the ultrasound room going like, what? What's going on? Why is this happening? Of course, it was a little alarming because this previous weekend, like we already said, Angela had been leaking some fluid of some type. Mm -hmm. And so now we're a little bit, I wouldn't say freaking out, but concerned that maybe this was fluid leaking and we didn't catch it. And Dr. Berlin was just wrong about the fluids looking good. And now... We're in a little bit of a uh, situation. situation here yeah. about possibly having to get the baby out. Um, so what happened was we ended up seeing... No, the doctor was out. Oh, right, right. She right. got called out for a delivery. So the ultrasound tech just basically looked at us. She measured it twice and she said, you need to go home. You need to drink a lot of fluid. You need to get off of your feet. You need to relax. And the doctor will call you. And I left the office crying, if you remember. Because <laughs> it just became so real to me that we could, she could call us back today, later that same day, yeah. basically, and say, hey, uh, I need you to meet me at the hospital. It's time. Because we're, we're not going to take any chances. And I got really scared. And, you know, the baby would be healthy. Yeah. But still, it's just a deviation from what... Everything that we've... The plan, the plan was supposed to be. So, okay. You so know, we get home and the doctor calls us. She calls and says, hey, I want to see you guys tomorrow. Let's keep a close eye on this. It doesn't seem emergency, but I want to see you. To Matter of fact, I think we we're supposed to go back on Thursday, but then the doctor said, no, I want to see you tomorrow. No, we weren't supposed to go back to next week. Oh. we were. It's, it's a weekly appointment. Yeah. So she said, I want to see you tomorrow. And we go home and more or less um, pack some stuff up. and Because she told us if the leaking continued to go to labor and delivery that right. night. Right. Like it was just very real. It was very real. So because, We call our moms. Right. We told them, hey, just a heads up, we're packing our bags um, because it could happen. We might have to go to labor and delivery tonight. So our, our mom started packing their bags a little bit too at that point going mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever you guys tell us, we'll, we'll do, we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing crazy happened. There was no, no more like fluids leaking or anything no. like that. So, you know, we went ahead and slept on it. And That yeah. night you, you worked a little bit on my thigh for me 
because it, I was just in so much pain after that initial treatment. Yeah. Use some deep blue. Yeah, which ended up maybe not being the best thing for you because it, <laughs> it just burned my vag so bad. I think it was the <laughs> peppermint, the, the peppermint too yeah. close. Yeah. You didn't obviously you didn't get it on my vag, but it was the scent I think of it. I don't or how strong it is. I right. don't know, but yeah. it was a very cool sensation most of the night long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not pleasant. Yeah. Uh, so we we go and um, also that. That I sent an email to uh, the producers and stuff on my show just to tell them, tell them about the, the game plan for the baby, uh, you know, as far as the, the original game plan, uh, cesarean game plan, I should mm-hmm. say, um, just to kind of get that in motion, um, hoping I can get a, a day or so or a couple of days or whatever off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one thing that was kind of crazy that night, we saw some colostrum come out of your nipple. <laughs> so that was interesting. You actually yelled. No, that was when milk came out. Well, I don't have milk right now. I only have colostrum. Oh, yeah, it's well, all the it, same. It was like a, it was a huge drip of fluid. It was colostrum. I literally screamed. You did. I went. Ah! Yeah, I don't think you expected. I've been leaking a lot the last few weeks, but then that <laughs> that Tuesday night, I was like, "Hey, look at this!" and I squeezed my boob. Well, yeah, it was starting to leak a little bit. So naturally, what do we do? We poke and prod at her boob. <laughs> <laughs> and um you know it's like like a new toy so and and like fluid came out which was wild i've just not seen that i mean obviously i know it's supposed, supposed to happen and going to happen but uh i don't know maybe it's a little early for that i'm not really sure but i guess that's a good sign maybe it, maybe it, that's like saying hey you're gonna yeah i don't know <laughs> you're gonna have a good milk supply i mean i hope that's the case so went home i packed the baby bag was already packed my bag, I finalized. You, I started to get... You just started to put some stuff together. Yeah, I started to put more of my electronic stuff together than anything. You're more concerned about your camera than you well, are totally, your underwear. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, who cares? I can wear clothes for three days, but <laughs> if I don't have my camera, I don't have my camera. So that's uh, super important to me. And again, That and a pillow. Hopefully I can get some Hello Bump microphones in there with us. Um, I love this note. Love this note. I love it when Angela writes me notes like this. I quote, pooping a lot <laughs> and gas, end quote. So yeah, I guess that's better than constipation. You know, everybody complains about constipation in their third trimester. I have not experienced that even one time. That's great and kind of unusual for you because usually it's because you are, of the natural calm. It's yeah. the magnesium, a hundred percent. But it gives me gas. I do, however, think that I have a hemorrhoid right now. Oh, so. good. I'm glad you shared that. But that's part of it. It's true. It's part of it. It is. It is. And along with that, your finger joints are getting sore. They hurt so bad. Which I think is from swelling. They hurt. You know, it's so funny. Can't wear my rings like I said last week. Yeah. You don't need that much swelling to happen to really feel it. Like, I think to us and to everyone else, it doesn't look like much. But I think you feel it a lot more. I mean, anybody who's had any swelling, you can kind of attest to that. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine that your joints are feeling stiff and sore. When my feet are swelling, when I take a step on them, it feels like they're going to just open up and fluid's going to come out. Oh, that's... And that's how my fingers feel like when I... Like I, I can't um, squeeze like I normally do, like mm-hmm. that motion. Man, they just hurt. Does it get worse at night? 
I feel like they're wor- it, they're they're at their worst first thing in the morning yeah. and then at night. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's take you in into Wednesday now. We're going back to the doctor to get these low low fluids looked at. Mm-hmm. We had a different ultrasound tech today. We had the French one. Yes, we love her. Uh, went in, she measured Angela's fluids, and they come in at a very whopping thirteen. It makes no sense. Literally almost double what they were the day before. And listen, I went home and I drank water. Don't get me wrong. Of course I drank water. But I didn't drink like three gallons worth of water. No, no, no. I was very normal in what I drank. Something is very fishy about this. This. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now she said fluids are great. You got ample fluid, which, uh, you know matches up with what Dr. Berlin said the day before, but not what the ultrasound tech the day before said. And this was a different tech, by the way. Different tech. So we were like, okay, what's going on? How could that be? And the this the current ultrasound tech said... Well, she pulled the photos to compare the two. She did. And she goes, no, look, I mean, on the screen, I, 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 it looks good. And she said, possibly the other ultrasound tech measured from a bit of a wrong angle. And because of that, maybe the baby's foot was in the area that she needed to measure liquid. And so bottom line is, I don't know what happened. And I'm certainly not trying to place blame here, but it's just bad information. It was bad information. And that ultrasound tech might have just measured incorrectly and put the wand in the wrong place. Do you know what's scary about that though? Like if she had measured us so low, and it hadn't actually been low and sent us to labor and delivery, like that could have started a whole progression of events that possibly may not have been even necessary medically. I think that's true. However, we probably would have gotten to the hospital, labor and delivery. They probably would have given you another ultrasound. I, yeah, I would think there so. would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. You've got plenty of fluid. We were so stressed out that morning that your all of your stuff was packed in the car and ready to go straight to the I, hospital. I had thrown, I was expecting, not expecting, but I, I wanted to be as prepared as I could. So I put bags in the car to go to that appointment. Yeah. I put the camera bag. I put, you know, some clothing stuff in there. I was ready. like Blanket, if, everything. Blanket. If we needed to go to the hospital, that at least we would be, you know, three quarters of the way prepared. Right. I mean, it was serious. My bag was packed at home, but I didn't take it with me because I needed, that morning I left and I put laundry in and I'm like, you know what? They're gonna at the very least let us come home. Well, that's what we felt. We thought even if this to thing, get this laundry, even if if this thing went bad, that, that surely a doctor would let us come back to the house and you know go to the within go to the hospital within a few hours. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm why why leave it sitting on my floor? I'm just gonna throw it in the car. You know, let's be safe. Right. Anyway, so we we left the appointment and uh, everything's a okay. Fluids are great. She measured the baby. Baby was weighing in at six pounds, 10 ounces. But yeah. the one piece of information she gave us, well, two pieces, was A, the cord is loosely wrapped around her neck. And B, she couldn't find much of a cord. She couldn't find a whole lot of extra cord, which in ultrasounds, I guess they can see where the where the umbilical cord is kind of just all looped around and, you know, swiggles and all this kind of stuff. And she didn't see that. So Mm-mm. she was saying... I'm not saying this is a for sure thing, guys, but your baby could have a short cord, which is no no health issue. Baby's great. But, but that's the second time we were told that in like a 24-hour period. Yeah, the second time that somebody possibly suggested why the baby's not turning. 
And this suggestion came from the ultrasound, which she was kind of half seeing, or, or I should say not seeing extra cord. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe she does have a short cord. Maybe that's why she's not turning. But um, anyway, after Baby's that. Maybe smarter than us if that's the case. Yeah. After that, we went over the full birth plan with the doctor. Because uh, we actually got to see her on Wednesday. We didn't get we to did. see her on Tuesday. We did. We did. Uh, and we talked about, you know, that hospital tour and she actually suggested we try a different hospital that, uh, that she delivers at as well. And, and actually had great things to say about this other hospital and kind of made it seem like we're going to like this one better. So we scheduled a tour for this other hospital. I know it's so late in the game here, but because we're pre-registered at the first one and everything. Yeah. So we've got this hospital tour scheduled for with the day after Christmas, right? Next Tuesday, yeah. Is the yeah the day after Christmas, the twenty sixth. Um, so I don't know. We'll go check that out, and then. So she went ahead and scheduled the cesarean at the two different hospitals, and then. Yeah, we've got two appointments. We got, <laughs> got two babies to deliver. Because she wanted okay. So the first hospital, they book up so fast that she knew that if she didn't get us on the books, that we were going to really run into an issue. Yeah. And then so she just scheduled one for one day and one for the other day. So, yeah. So I guess we have our pick. So we're going to check out this other hospital, try to talk to some people who we know, um, who we think delivered there and um, find out some information. And, just get the 411. Yep. That's right. And uh, man, other than that, we're just prepping for Christmas. Oh, we saw the baby breathing in your belly, which is kind of cool. Like just kind of a rhythmic up and down. But remember, so that was actually Monday. You were at work and I, and I texted you and I said, I can see the baby breathing in my stomach. And you're like, yeah, but she's not breathing. And so I, I looked it up online, and she's actually practiced breathing. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. In and out. But you can actually see my stomach just... I guess she's actually just breathing fluid in and out of her lungs. Slowly, like, what yeah. would you even call that motion? Uh, it's like a rise and fall. But it's not But it's not a heartbeat, because we know her heart beats so fast. Yeah, no, no, it's just a rhythmic rise and fall. It's yeah. subtle, but we yeah. can tell. But you can totally tell. So, anyway, that's really, really cool. Um, she's still getting hiccups constantly, by the way. Yeah, all the time. I know, I know. We've we've traced it a lot to Coke. But when I drink Coke, <laughs> she gets the hiccups just like her dad. Right. <laughs> well, this dog is down here licking on my foot. I think she's saying it's time to go to bed. So Yeah, it's a late one We tonight. should wrap this one up. And um, I guess we'll see you guys next week for, what is it, week 37? God, week yep, 37. and we'll recap the Christmas week. Is it Christmas next week? We'll be very close to delivery. Oh, my gosh, oh. it's crazy. Whoa. All right, good people. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later. Good night.